Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and ghouls, step right up. Behind this curtain lies a ghastly concoction of delight, horror, fantasy, and terror. Your every wish is our command. Your every whimsical desire brought to life. But I'm warning you, there's always a price. Welcome to the greatest of And hello, and welcome back to the greatest show on earth that is Talking Terror. As always, I'm your old pal, the King of Horror, Andy G, welcoming you to this episode, where tonight we may be a day short, but we are celebrating 420, the Gold Geeky Film Pick of the Week, Evil Bong 420, from 2015, and kind of directed by Charles Band. We'll get into it later on in the show, but as always, I am joined by the King of Ganja himself, the bold and the beautiful, the Ghoul Geek Hey, man. What's going on, everybody? It's a good day. The day after, I think, 420 happened at some point or another. Man. <laughs> what is up, everybody? <laughs> Bro. <laughs> Shut up, we talking about you and your fucking stupid scooter. Right. Go back where you came from. <laughs> yeah, we're not Matt talking Riddle, about Riddle. What up with that, man? Matt Riddle. Ultimate bro. bro. That's his scooter. You know, he's hot. That's fun. He's little evil can evil. But we're also joined by the psychotic. The man, Monkey, the prince, my more's day. Yes. Get funky with it, Monkey. Yes, bro. Okay, this is the Bad Monkey. Brock can see you live from the Drunken Monkey Rehabilitation Clinic, where we, the Talk Terror cast, bring you the best show. <laughs> that that is out there. Yeah, uh, horror podcast shit. That that's what we do. Yeah, one hundred percent. Something, something. Um, yeah, that yeah, that's what we do, bro. Okay, all right, moving on. Uh, what? what? <laughs> So, hey, listen, you guys should get high. I will be over here drinking like Oliver Reed in the corner. Beating beating women, getting in bar fights, that's what you fucking do. I am Oliver Reed. Do not not tell me what to do. I am Oliver Reed. I do not live in the land of sobriety. Do you want to fight? Who wants to fight? Shave off my you fucking frog bastard, you. <laughs> you fucking blank, boys. Fucking frog bastard. I told you you were going to like that clip I sent you. Well, we're in this barber's chair. Fucking gold. Dude, no, no shit, man. Just ball to the wall. Just Oliver Reed. Just no apologies whatsoever. But I believe we have someone else for to join our show as well. Uh, do we? I don't have anybody. So moving on. The, doc, the doctor must not be in. <laughs> the, 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 the dean is out of the office. Oh, the dean. The yeah, dean sorry, is having man. a conference yeah. call. <laughs> yeah, it should be a Zoom meeting, but you know, you know how things go. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. The, 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 the dean thought he had, you know, the, the the video turned off to his conference call while he had no pants on. 
But lo and behold, everyone stole the dean's hockey stick, and now he is banned from being the dean. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like I said, if somebody wants that work, I don't know. I have not seen him yet, so um, I guess we'll have to proceed without him. Um, All right, for the time well, being. Well, well, okay, okay, well, so in that what case, we'll do instead well, is we're well, going to sit here for the first hour in silence since we don't have news because, you know, no teen, no news. So everybody will no, be back no. at 10 o'clock and see you later. <laughs> <laughs> well, welcome to Coffee Talk. All right, I'm going to give you a topic to discuss amongst yourself. <laughs> All right, well, well fuck that shit because. Because fuck that shit. Because if we don't have him, then uh, Ghoul and I are gonna sit there, jump super quick into the fucking Marvel universe to sit there and just super super quick uh, tap into Whoa, f- fucking the Falcon and Winter Soldier. Because oh, he's here. Oh, welcome, Dean. Please tell us with some tales about Falcon and, and Winter Soldier. We're all, captivated. All we're, waiting, we're waiting with, with bated breath to, to learn the fate <laughs> of the Winter Soldier and the Falcon Man. The Falcon <laughs> Man, what is this? Uh, <laughs> so I was just going to sit there and sit there <laughs> and go. Uh, Ghoul is like, you know, King, uh, Dean, I don't know if you guys have been keeping up with it as well, but it's just Marvel and what they did this past episode. I was really, really impressed with the social commentary that Disney put out there in this past episode. I was really impressed. I know nothing. With the shit, the, the shit that they put out there. Um, yeah, no, absolutely. How did that take you, Ghoul? Again, I, uh, it's a strong series, and I was highly impressed with what they pulled off with episode five. Um, again, a six-episode series. I felt, you know, I thought coming into this episode, it was going to be one of those where they're going to give you the little teases and whatnot of the big finale that we're going to get, but we weren't going to get anything strong. Well, hell, was I wrong, man. The episode opens up with an awesome fucking fight. Um, and just, uh, just yeah, just continues from there into all kinds of uh, chaos and, and, yeah, social commentary as far as race relations go and, and how we see things as Americans and, and why – you know, you could almost say it goes meta in a lot of ways in why we haven't seen Sam don the the shield yet. You know, but we'll see what happens in episode six. You know, I can't wait to see what uh, what Bucky gave him in that case, man. I'm uh, I'm pretty thrilled for that. <laughs> man, we got kind the of case and he opened it up. <laughs> no, but he got the case though and he opened it up though, and we didn't get to see what was in there. I was like, oh, it's like fucking Pulp Fiction. I was like, oh, you motherfucker. Marcellus Wallace is sold. That's why Sam has the band-aids on the back of his neck. (laughs) Exactly. Nah, I mean, again, obviously it's going to be some kind of flight suit and wings from Wakanda. You know, so I'm sure it's going to be vibranium and we're going to get, you know, I, I just don't know what color pattern we're looking at. You know, I know when Sam donned the Captain America name in the comics, he kind of had a whole color change with the suit and everything so i don't know I, i'm kind of on the fence you know i'm good with the fact that we don't have a captain america um i like sam as falcon and i feel like he's established as said character um you know so in a lot of ways to try to to take up the the shield both in that universe and in our real world 
is kind of a daunting task because of what's been put before him. It'd be like somebody else trying to step into Iron Man's shoes at this point. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I was just hoping that throughout this series we had seen something of them trying to build a new roster slowly for a new Avengers. Because, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, Gold, we don't really have anyone in the Avengers stable right now. It's like because we have the Black Widow who's off right now. Then we have, you know, Sam. She's we dead. possibly have the Winter Soldier. She's what? Dead. You have her. She's Black dead. Widow's dead. Died in Endgame. <laughs> she died. You have, you have a gigantic roster yeah. of Avengers left. You got to think about the end sequence of Endgame. You know, we have everybody from Doctor Strange to Spider Man to, you know, Peter Quill and company, if need be. You know, I know some of them are off world doing this, doing that. Earth's mightiest heroes uh-huh. may not necessarily be on Earth at the moment, but they'll, they'll point, all King. do what they've got to do. And we've got uh, War Machine. You know, because we know War Machine rocks. Much better fucking name than Iron Patriot. Um, and, uh, and, and, yeah, so there, there, there's stuff to do here, and there's a lot more to, to introduce and to play with. I mean, look, the name of the series is Falcon and Winter Soldier. I didn't go into this thinking we were going to see something that's building to Avengers level. All of these Disney Plus series are going to be like miniseries when we get them in comic books. You know, it's going to be a short storyline that's dedicated to exactly what it's telling us. And maybe it has some influence down the road where there may be a mention or, you know, again, next time we see Sam in one of the bigger movies, he's going to have a new suit. You know, oh, I watched the show. I know where he got that suit. Um... You know, but I don't think we're going to see anything in these these little shows that's going to be a major turning point. You know, that's what the movies are for. Good point, man. You know, but they're all good for setup. So I'm looking forward to Loki. We've got a big, big gap, you know, in between here, though. But I do know that uh, I shared the the, the trailer because I know in May uh, we're not getting Loki till June. Obviously, this weekend is the last ah. episode of Falcon and Winter Soldier, um, but I know starting in May, we're going to get MODOK, um, so that uh, that Murdoch? looks like a fun anim- yeah, Murdoch, <laughs> um, you know, so, so, so that looks like a fun series. I'm guessing, you know, based on the tone of it, uh, it's, it's on Hulu, which is good. Um, that means that they're a little bit freer than what I would think you're going to get on Disney Plus as far as language and behaviors. But I'm thinking they might be trying to take a little bit of a page from the Harley Quinn cartoon series. It looks like it's going to be a little bit of a raunchy comedy that's got to have like a, a bit of a family twist to it. All right, cool. All right, yeah, that's so, uh, <laughs> so we've heard enough of our time. Dean, you, horror news, what have you got, baby? Shuffling yes, pages. Hard. Shuffling uh, pages. <laughs> so many uh, items Hi, to Dean. talk about. Hi, oh, welcome good to evening. the show. <laughs> Thank you so much for the warm welcome. It always makes me feel uh, toasty, toasty inside to, to be welcomed so generously to the, to the proceedings. How was your 420 out there in California, man? Um, uh, unfortunately, wait, did I... Oh, I did. I did get to some product. It's by, by the end of the night. Um, I was not. Uh, I was not able to celebrate 
uh, the, the festive holiday as I had originally intended to uh, because of some things that needed to be attended to uh, in other capacities. Uh, but I did was able to take something uh, to help me sleep. Um, you know, we have products for everything you can think of out here, uh, specifically designed for those purposes. So it was uneventful, not very exciting this year. But our our plants, our plants are doing wonderful, um, you know, and are, and are on the way, our, our two plants for this year. Indeed, indeed. Does, yeah, I, uh, you know, we were uh, looking does, forward does, to <laughs> Oh. Go ahead. Go ahead Sorry, go. I was just going to ask: Does the Mrs. Dean partake as well? More than I do. Oh wow! Right. <laughs> 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 I'm sorry. But, I I I I just took her as very clean cut and stuff like that. Just because I remember you talk telling us about her past of being in the Catholic schools and her left hand and you know having to be certified non-satanic and all that kind of stuff. I did not realize that. All right, she partook. Yeah, hardcore. All right, sweet. Oh uh, yeah, no, but, but 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 one thing to keep one thing oh, to keep in mind uh, with the with the with the with the wealth of products and uh, targeted purposes. Uh, every kind of possible ingestion product you can think of. Um, <clears throat> when I say more than me, it's not even a matter of just taking a product for the distinct purpose of feeling high or getting stoned. Um, <clears throat> there's like, there's Medical. just like an improved mood, uh, like tincture uh, that she takes in the morning um, and sometimes throughout the day. Uh, you know, there's some uh, high CBD, low THC, uh, you know, products and pens and uh, things that, that we use throughout the day. Uh, there's uh, some particular products that she uses to settle down at night for going to sleep. Um, so, like, if you, if you have, like, an ailment or, like, something, like, there is a product for you uh, that you can probably have in, in legitimate flour that you would light on fire and smoke, like, traditionally, or uh, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a vapor form. Uh, or in a cookie, or a cracker, or a little piece of chocolate, or a drink, um, or a tincture, uh, there, or a capsule, or a gummy. Uh, you know, there's mm -hmm. just a million different possible products. And when you go on to the different, uh, there's two uh, services that we use locally that d deliver right to our house. Um, when you go on to their website, uh, when you go on to their, their respective websites and search, it's like, uh, you, you know, you can just see the the incredible amount of, of you know products for all purposes that you know you can search by purpose. Like you can say, I want something that will make me feel creative. I want something that will make me go to sleep. I want something that will make my sore back feel better. Um, so it's it's that it's 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 become that much of a science. Uh, so there are many, many, many different uses and purposes. And, yes, yeah, sometimes we just pack the bowl and get stoned. Um, but, you know, <laughs> uh, so, you know, cannabis in our home is used for, for, in a multitude of ways for a multi multitude of reasons. All right. Cool, man. Thank you. <laughs> I fully support weed. everything. Everything that's yes. that, man. And all, all, all I was going to say before is, is I was excited because, you know, we uh, – with New York legalizing, we now have three interconnected states that are fully legal. 
Um, so even though I know, obviously, you know, you have, you have the issues of crossing state lines and all that shit, I would assume, you know, that being that it's legal in Jersey, it's legal in Massachusetts, and it's legal in New York, that I can now take trips to Massachusetts to get fucking product of, of any nature. Um, so, so, and similar to California, you know, they have similar websites where you, you just look up what you want and how you want it and just go and get that shit. Trips. Trips real soon, man. <laughs> I feel bad that uh, you... Well, no, I'm, no, let me rephrase that. I'm stoked uh, that you have such easy access, but I'll, I'll miss the, the fun and excitement of trying to think of what names, what code names to use in my packages that I would send in the mail. Listen, man, you know we're still, we still got to have fun like that, man. Definitely not lead. Particularly, and, you know, uh, no, definitely not. Uh, and definitely not during the summer. It's not weed, okay? <laughs> not during the summer on hot days, Certainly particularly. But uh, mostly because there's specific, uh, specific things that you can only get in certain locations that they don't have access to in Massachusetts. So true. I'll talk to you about true, it true. later, man. Very true. Yeah. Very true. Quality, man. It's all about the quality, dude. And that's the big thing. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. like this show. All that well. <laughs> yes. Indeed. Okay. So, so, so now, that, now that I believe we now that I believe we covered 420. All right. <laughs> Thoroughly. Um, did you blaze up, Monk? Did you Did you smoke the fucking bone, man? Did you light up a bone? I do a couple bong hits. I. I do not not partake of the devil's lettuce. We have covered this before. That is all the diva, not me, because we are poor. And (laughs) she's got her legal card, and I give her $420 a month, and she gets to spend that on her weed. (laughs) But but other than that, like, you know, King, King and I, we are old school. We are drunks. We are not stoners. We are drunks. Isn't that right, my brother? (laughs) Let the drink. We don't partake in the devil's We drink our pain away, like men. <laughs> like manly men. <laughs> tilt, tilt the glass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Tilt the pint. That's how we do it. <laughs> <Yeah. Blonde. laughs> See, if I, t- if I right. took less edibles, I'd I remember that you didn't smoke, man. But don't worry. The next time I ask you, you'll tell me the same thing, and I'll still not remember it. The reason is, man, it's like because back in the day, I used to sit there and make these fucking kick-ass bongs that were like only a foot long. But the way that I made them, they were as strong like as a TM. Dick. Your, your <laughs> dick is as long as a TM, and it sure as fucking as strong as one. All right, but anyway... I used to make these fucking bongs, and one time I got together with these motherfuckers, and we were hanging out uh, at this chick's apartment, and we were smoking for an hour straight out of a bong, all right, in a bathroom with no ventilation. So hour straight out of a bong that I made, so that shit, like the shit was super deep. You could pack a lot of shit in there, you know, get get it going nice and hot, get lots and lots of fucking shit going on. All right, did that for an hour straight. You know, no ventilation in there, so we're getting all kinds of secondhand smoke on top of all that kind of shit. And then when we get out, they sit there and put a strobe in the middle of the room, being like, hey, here, let's have some fun. 
All right. I, the room starts spinning on me in one direction, and then it starts spinning on me in another direction, almost like one of those fucking space camp kind of things you fucking saw. All right. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? Man? Fucking... Yeah. That's what the room was mm-hmm. feeling like, man. All right. And I was like, what the fuck's going on? You know, because I've never fucking had any of my pot hit me like this. He was like, oh, no, no, dude, 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 to make tonight special, I got some extra shit. And I was like, what do you mean some extra shit? He goes, no, I had some PCP laced into it as well. Oh. <laughs> and I was like, wait, what? <laughs> and cool. so, yeah, so I ended up spending the rest of the night throwing up in this chick's bathtub because, like, I just got such, like, motion sickness from the strobe going on while this was, like, me just having this heavy, heavy fucking hit of apparently smoking PCP for the first time ever in my fucking life, all right, and my body did not like it, so I ended up throwing up the rest of the night, and then my friend coming in every once in a while checking on me, and every once in a while he'd show up in his underwear. I was like, what the fuck are you doing? He goes, I'm hooking up with this chick in the apartment. I was like... Okay, you have fun with that one. Keep throwing up, you fucking asshole. And since then, it's like just the smell of pot, especially the uh, a good skunkweed, just fucking gets me and just makes you feel fucking nauseous. So I just keep the fuck away from actually partaking myself. Hmm. Okay, well, there you have it. You know, it's, uh, yeah, somebody laces that's, your that's, your weed with some PCP, and it's it's it's, it's a good enough reason, you know. I mean, uh, this way, man. Yeah. Back, back in, in, in my partying days, I remember the one time my stepdad decided to fucking cut some heroin into our, the cocaine that we were snorting on a fucking the work desk, and uh, didn't tell me until oh, after shit. the fact. Great. And I was uh, I was pretty pretty sore about that, you know. So it kind of kind of turned me <laughs> off from uh, from doing anything with them anymore. Pretty sore about it. Hey, you mister. That's what you get for sharing one of my coke. You're in trouble, sir. I'm not going to party with yeah. you anymore. <laughs> no party time for you, mister. Thanks, yeah, Dad. Yeah. And, and, and Sam Kennison says you're cut off too, motherfucker. No more rails with Sam Kennison. He says, fuck that. No. <laughs> Sam Kennison likes his rails straight up. He doesn't like it come with anything. All right. Now, Gabe, has he got any horror news for tonight? <laughs> oh, that's right. We're a horror show. Uh, so the, the, the time has come. There's been there's been so much buzz, and so many people have been excited, and I even think our very own King of Horror has sung its praises. But the time has come just about, uh, you know, for all of us to have the opportunity oh, really to see the buzzy... The, uh, the buzzy film that's been making the rounds, uh, none other than PG Psycho Goreman, uh, because that is going to hit Shutter for All uh, May 20th. Um, it's had all the buzz lately in the horror world. Uh, I think our, our very own king of horror, I believe, I, I, didn't, I might have said ghoul, I meant the king, uh, was a fan no, of Psycho king. Goreman. I did make I apologize, ghoul. Thank you. Oh, Monkey saw it also. Uh, so, Hell yeah. Uh, you know, uh, people were excited about this. So many people have been talking about it, and uh, we will all get the chance on May 20th because it will become a Shudder uh, exclusive. I can't wait. That's going to be fun, man. I think that's coming It's so weird. Any it's, idea it's, how much it's, it's, it's only going to be released on Shudder? No, no other streaming service? Is that what's going on? Nope. 
from what I understand, it's going to be a Shutter exclusive. Oh, sweet. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. If you guys get the chance, seriously, check it out. It's it's such a fun movie. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking forward to it. You know, I'll definitely be checking it out when it hits hits this particular streaming service. Cool. Go back to my hunky boys. <laughs> Maybe I do like the hunky boys. <laughs> well, then there was the one time where I was on the Rainbow Bridge in Nostradamus, where I was trying to fight the demon of the Netherrealm. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> King knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> and there we have it. There's so, our news, everybody. Good night. So, so, yeah, sure. All right. There is so, there. There is Thanks our listening, everybody. <laughs> there's our awkward silence for the evening. But <laughs> it seems that there is another rights battle that is starting to heat up. It seems that Jim and John Thomas, who were the original scribes of 1987's Predator, have filed a lawsuit, one of those copyright law uh, termination provisions uh, against Disney to reacquire the rights to Predator because that 35-year window has passed, which allows uh, original creators to, like, reacquire rights. Uh, oh. Disney, Disney uh, has uh, countersued to, to prevent that from happening because apparently they have a Predator reboot in the works uh, with 10 Cloverfield Lane director uh, Dan Trachtenberg set to direct, uh, and they want that to be able to happen. Um, Jim, Jim and John Thomas said that they first reached out to Disney about this in 2016 to let them know uh, that this 35-year time was coming up and they plan to, uh, you know, go through the steps to try to reacquire the rights. And uh, they said that they had heard absolutely nothing from the Mouse House uh, up until uh, up until uh, they filed suit and saw that Disney filed a countersuit. But that 35-year-old, uh, that 35-year 35 period uh, just passed on April 17th, just a few days ago, uh, so they want to use the copyright uh, termination provision to get their rights back. So as we have talked endlessly for so long about the rights disputes in the world of Friday the 13th, uh, it seems that another one is heating up in the world of the Predator. This should be fun, man, that someone's actually going to take on Disney in a lawsuit. And... <laughs> Well, it's just we're not talking about a couple people that, you know, have no money and have no money like Friday the 13th is going on. All right, we're talking about someone actually right. trying to take on, like you said, the house of mouth for the rights of Predator. So I'm going to be really curious about this one. Yeah, I have no idea what uh, what the Thomas financial position is uh, as far as having, you know, the ability to do this. But obviously – uh, you know, Disney has unlimited financial resources. Uh, but well, yeah. <laughs> uh, if, if copyright law is clear, copyright law is clear. And, um, you know, uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. But I'm sure, uh, you know, I saw this story in a couple of different places today. So I'm sure that there will be follow-up 
news, and I assure uh, all of you, my fellow co-hosts and our loyal listening audience, to, to keep you updated on this exciting topic. I love it. Yeah, I mean, I now, it's one of those where, I mean, I know Disney wants, obviously, they, they, they want to get a film out of it. They feel like they've got, you know, something that'll, that'll put butts in seats and make them some money. Um, you know, I enjoyed 10 Cloverfield Lane. Uh, not sure how I feel about that director being attached to Predator, but I'm also somebody that who really hasn't liked the majority of the Predator films besides the original. I know the sequel is its own thing, and it's, it's enjoyable when you look at it from the right perspective. But for me, that first movie is the only one that is like, you know, it's my go-to whenever there's something to do with Predator, man. Um, so, and I just don't feel like Disney is the company to recapture that feeling. So I wouldn't mind it going back to the original writers if they have something to do with it. Like, I hope this isn't just a matter of them wanting the fucking product just because they want to make some money and actually put out, like, another fucking turd movie like Predators. Well, the Predator. Sorry, the Predator. I, I didn't mind Predators. Uh, the Predator, though, was a fucking hot turd. I love that movie. I'll defend that movie for the fucking end. The Predator was fun. I don't know why people hated it so much. I don't because know what the it fuck sucked. people wanted out of that movie. It was a movie that fun. didn't suck. That's what they wanted. A was, movie that didn't I, suck. I, I, I will defend the Predator for the end. I will make that my pick, and I will defend the fuck out of that movie. You know how you don't <laughs> like the fucking Dawn of the Dead remake, bro? That's exactly what people didn't yeah. want. They didn't want a movie that sucked. I just uh, what we talked about. It. I wanted out of the Predator. I don't know what people fucking wanted. Um, people are like that movie sucked. Like, what did you want? Like, it got everything that you needed. It had comedy, it had horror, it had action. Like, I, you can't talk You can't talk. And that's what I'm saying. The thing with the original Predator that you have cast. to keep in mind is that and a shitty you had sorry. For the, for the first part, it's fine. Uh, we, we all know that you have to say everything because the world revolves around you uh, and your narcissism. But, um, yes. The... Yes, thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, but the original Predator, right, had Talk like my the, the most... <laughs> the original Predator. And in a, in a different way than like the Expendables series because that was like like, on purpose, like, specifically because of something like Predator. But Predator had put together and assembled, like, the most awesome, larger-than-life collection of badasses, like, in one place, yeah. like, than had ever been seen before. Like, and, and each one unique and different from the next, but equally badass with their own particular look and personality and, 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 and memorability. And there's just no way that you could... That, like, when I think of Predator, like, that's what I think of the most, like, just the awesomeness of that team. Like, that's, I, you know, it's, 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 the, it's one of the hallmarks of, of the film. So I feel no matter what they try to do with, with other Predator films and the alien-Predator crossover stuff, it's just, like, it's the badassness, like, that, that made that so. And to me, I feel like that's not something that could be recaptured because, like, even the the action performers today that are bigger and muscular, it's just, it doesn't, and it's not, 
me just saying poo-poo because I'm older and that's what I liked when I was a kid. I feel like the badassness is just Back not the same day. anymore. And, and, and yeah, <laughs> but it's just like the badassness is just not the same. You're pussy, Actually, what, you you did, what you did right there, Your you hit the as nail on the house. <laughs> you, you hit the nail on the head right there. And you know why, man? Because, yes, that cast that they assembled for that film, you know, again, obviously Arnold's huge star. Um, but the rest of that cast, for the most part, you know, except for uh, Apollo Creed, you know, they uh, they were kind of just background and side characters in other action films. But they all mm. were completely badass with their own personalities. And what made that awesome was the fact is we saw them and were like, wow, look at these guys. They kick ass. They would fuck anybody up. That's what made the Predator all the more impressive because he was capable of taking them down. You know, so for him to do that meant holy shit. So for Dutch to take him down at the end of the damn movie, well, hello. I mean, that's, that's what made that first film the most impressive of the bunch. You're not going to get another collection of guys like that. You're never going to get another fucking assembly of, of, of bad-assness that makes that Predator now as impressive because of what he's doing that's why all the future sequels all the ones that followed it was about the technology it was about this oh well we're going to give them fucking dogs that are going to chase them oh we're going to stick them on another planet now we're going to do this we're going to do that like i said the only one that i really enjoyed was predators and that's just because of the flip you know you're sticking them on another planet and you're kind of showing that the predators themselves could sometimes be resourceful yeah, and, and like I said, I, I'm not saying that The Predator is better than Predator. It's not. It's never going to be as good as, the, as Predator. I just I liked it because it was fun. That's all I wanted to have was some fun. I didn't like Predators. I thought it was an okay movie, but like Shane Black coming back to do The Predator, I thought he brought the fun back that I wanted. And just having the comedy, having the action, having the horror, I was there for it. But it's never going to top Predator. Like, nothing can. And that's why that will always be the penultimate yeah. history. Yeah. Yeah. They said they said that um you know just the just even the stories from from that team uh you know getting ready for Predator on set like uh that there was just like like oh, yeah. and shit on set and like there it was just constant one upsmanship and lifting and who could lift more weight and uh like <laughs> racing to get to like the weightlifting equipment to be like the first one there in the morning um, that uh, Jesse Ventura and, and Arnold had like a like a bicep off about who had bigger muscles, and bice, uh, <laughs> uh, Jesse thought it was him, but like Arnold had like the person doing the wardrobe like tell him like a phony number for his bicep, and then when Ventura told them to like bet who had the bigger muscles, like Arnold won because he had like faked out Ventura. Like, there's just so many great <laughs> stories about about the complete in total like preparations that went into that, that just, it colors it when you watch the film yeah. to me, because you see how, how just fucking jacked and, and, and awesome those guys were. Well, that, mm-hmm. and then also don't forget, you've got the Native American dude that was also on the set that was constantly really? getting in bar fights with the locals, you know, and they had to sit there and restrain him on set. The one fight I wish we got yeah, to see. That's, that's, Billy versus the that's Predator. That's amazing. Man. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, uh, Sonny Landham, rest rest his soul, um, mm-hmm. passed away a few years ago. But yeah, Sonny Landham was badass. Um, 
he played also uh, one of my most most favoriteest underrated uh, Stallone films is Lock Up, and he played he played Chick Webber, uh, the inmate that uh, you know That's Stallone was, was, was like his inmate. What's that? I said, hell yeah, Lockup. Yeah, I saw that in the, yeah, lock up, the lock movie. Yeah, Lockup's fantastic. And yes, mm-hmm. Sonny Landon played uh, played 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 uh, Stallone's uh, inmate nemesis in that film, and was and was just just like badass in that also. So yeah, that's that's some that's some crazy dude right there. Awesome. All right, what do you have next? All right, uh, moving on. Uh, so many of you, including so many of my hosts. Love Marvel so much, uh, but on the other <laughs> side of the comic world, uh, the it's been a finally officially confirmed uh, that Michael Keaton is going to be stepping back into the role of Bruce Wayne slash Batman. Uh, oh to shit! Take part in the Flash film uh, that is currently mm-hmm. in production. Uh, it's been long rumored that Keaton was going to return to the Bat, but uh, as recently as a month or so ago. Uh, you know, he, you know, talking about it, uh, kind of disappointed fans by saying, hey, look, I'm not attached or signed on to anything right now. And lo and behold, ultimately, he did sign on. Uh, he had said that he had been staying away from every possible offer and film project uh, because of COVID and just like hiding out on his property that was like kind of secluded from everything. Uh, but he is, he is getting back to work. Uh, the Flash film is in production and uh, Michael Keaton will once again uh, become Bruce Wayne and Batman, and, and that film has a current release date of November 4th, 2022. So if you are looking forward to a Michael Keaton uh, Batman, you will, you will once again have your chance to see him play this iconic character. Cool. Oh, speak, okay. So, so, Dean, so, Dean, speaking of comic books, uh, where are you on the boys now? Have you started season two? Yet? I have. I have. I have. I have yet to start season two. Um, it's on my. It's, like I said, it, it's certainly uh, high up on my list. It's even possible that I will start watching it uh, tonight. There were some other things uh, that I wanted to get to with my uh, viewing time. I needed to get up to date on Mighty Ducks Game Changers. I did get up to date on The Walking Dead. I said that last week, uh, as I was talking about over the weekend on our chat and then today a little bit with the King. Uh, I wanted to, I did take the plunge and, and watch and, and rent uh, nobody. Uh, so there were some other things uh, that stepped in its way, but I'm, I'm, I'm ready. I think my slate is clean and I'm ready to, um, to, to re-enter the world of the boys. So I might do that tonight. All right. All right, cool. Just asking. Thanks, man. You're welcome. So, so, so here's a quick question. Okay. So, I mean, one, obviously Keaton, Coming back is Flashpoint. They're uh, they're gonna go alternative universe type of deal. We know Flash is gonna get into some trouble. Oh, oh yeah. fun! Can't wait for it. Um, but passing that by, non spoiler. Nobody. Yes or no? Haven't seen it yet. Dean. Dean. No, Dean. And I oh, you're asking. Should, you're saying should you watch it? Yes or no? Yes. Oh yeah. I mean, I say I say yes. I say yes to watching it. Okay. Okay. Well, I mean, was yeah. it entertaining? Like, should I be should I be paying yeah. twenty bucks to watch it? I would say take the plunge. I would. Me personally, I would say take the plunge. Uh, I had a lot of fun with it. I mean, it, throughout its flaws and stuff like that, uh, I think I'll have a lot of fun. That's just my opinion, spoiler free. Um, just go into it and have a good time. But you know, it, it's worth it. I think. All right. 
Yeah, I'll agree with that. It's hard not to get a spoiler. Yeah, I, to, to I, I agree. Yeah, you said no spoilers, but I agree with the King of Horror. Yes, I would say take the plunge. I take the plunge. Gonna take the plunge. Well, so, well some of us have not had a chance off. to watch it yet. <laughs> well, no good problem. I mean, you know, I, I've done it. Monkey will find a way to steal it eventually. <laughs> Already have. <laughs> oh, see? Ahoy! It's good to go. <laughs> I've asked me hotties. Yahoo, yahoo. <laughs> All right, so what's next, Dave? Rob Zombie, everyone's no! favorite Halloween director, <laughs> directing a Apparently, remake of The Wizard of Oz. Is... No, not The Wizard of Oz. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> not The Wizard of Oz. But apparently, he is working on rebooting the classic series, The Monsters, as a feature film. And no rumor has no. it. No rumor has it that this His is going to be, be a Peacock Plus exclu- exclusive uh, in a similar oh, oh. manner uh, to the HBO Max deal. That it's going to be a Peacock Plus exclusive. Uh, that is a day and date release in which it will hit the streaming service and the theaters on the same. Day. That's just a rumor at this point. Uh, there is no release date or uh, any kind of casting information. Uh, there's very, very little information out there, but apparently uh, that is something that is in the works. 50 bucks says he moves the monsters to a trailer and his wife plays Lily Munster. soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> Where the fuck are you, really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and Lily's an alcoholic mom. She does lots of drugs. There's all kinds of issues going on in the family. Yeah, because Rob Zombie can only do one. Oh, and, and it's going to be set in the 70s. The... It's, 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 it's going to be set in the 70s as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. In a trailer park. <laughs> exactly. exactly. <laughs> what was that? What was that? What was that? That's what the monkey let it off with, though. He was like, he was like the perfect fourth one. But yes, uh, so, so yeah, I don't know, man. Leave the shit alone. That's what I have to say, man. You know, I don't mind Rob. I don't. You know, and I, I, I know he loves horror. I know he loves classic TV. You know, he's like a fucking trailer trash version of Tarantino, man. Um, he's got yeah, this yeah. love and appreciation for all of this stuff, but he's constantly, like, remaking stuff and reimagining stuff. Yeah, give us something of your own volition, man. Like, you know, like, leave the monsters alone. That's just like, I don't want to see anybody remaking the Honeymooners. You know, I don't want to see anybody trying to remake the Jeffersons and, and stuff like that. Just leave the damn show alone, and that's that. Yeah, if anything, okay. The, the, Rob Zombie, back in the day, wrote a really fun, fun um, uh, comic book miniseries called The Nail. 
about a white trash uh, professional wrestler that was going around fighting monsters and shit like that. Why doesn't he fucking turn that project into a film instead of these constant rewrites? That that he's like got fun. that story. Yeah, he's got that story that's, uh, you know, fucking done. It's printed, you know, and, you know, he, he doesn't fucking go back and touch that story. Instead, like you said, he's going back and trying to rewrite history. And it's like, fucking leave it alone. You've got your own stories, man. <laughs> you can write your that's own shit. <laughs> didn't, they, didn't they try to redo the monsters in like the nineties or something? Uh, uh, no, they didn't in the two thousand. Yeah, but then there was also that one shot that they did uh like ten years ago and um yep. yeah, it was just a one one shot movie that they did. Gotcha. Yeah, there was a reboot in the nineties with the monsters, but then there was that was. Was. The live monsters today. <laughs> Yeah, that one. I don't think the it ever Munchers aired. Today. Uh, That's it. Munchers today. But then there was uh, 1313 Mockingbird Lane with Jerry O'Connell playing uh, Herman Munster. That, he wasn't a Frankenstein creature. He was just himself wearing a smoking jacket. And that never really got to air. But it was supposed to be on NBC. I want to say like 2013, 2015. Yeah, that's what I was talking about. Yeah, no, that never made Wait. it to air. So. How is he Herman Munster, but not a monster? You could find the screenshots online, and it looks fucking terrible. <clears throat> he was not a monster. He was just a very small guy in smoking jacket playing Herman Munster. <laughs> it was, everybody said no collectively in the horror community. So mm-hmm. I think that's why I never really made it to air, because they're like, this is fucking ridiculous. Like, the monsters are supposed to be monsters, with Willie Munster being the only human in the entire uh, Maryland, but still, never is there. But you know, Rob Zombie, he loves the monsters, so I get it. You know, even in House of Thousand Corpses, like he had all those tributes to the monsters with Dracula and things like that. So he would be the choice, but it's just it's going to be in the seventies and it's going to be white trash. And Sid Haig isn't alive anymore, so he can't get him. So I can't even imagine he would get this. Bill Moses, he, he would dig some. He would dig someone out, man. You know, he digs out somebody from the old days that you haven't seen in a while. <laughs> yeah, but yeah again, it's different because there's original stuff. He doesn't, you know, rethink stuff. He just makes stuff his own. So I could press the Tarantino that way. Well, yeah, I agree maybe, with you, man. Yes, yes, this stuff might be original, but at the same time, too, it's also always a play on something else. You know, he's taking a concept from another source and then reworking it to to fit, you know, whatever narrative he's working into it. Oh, I completely agree, but it's Uh, not like he's saying, you know what, Happening was a great show. I'm going to remake What's Happening, you know, and put it on Peacock. No, he's not doing that. You know, he's just taking what he loves and making it into his own thing. I mean, he's always had that. I know, my. 70s (laughs) expert. Yeah. I might not, you yeah, know, but, I might look into that. He's never make what's happening. Yeah, <laughs> make it a weird, you know, exploitation, you know, type of series. But who knows? But no. Tarantino, he, yeah, but, he doesn't touch it. Yeah. The, the, the King has a great point, though, of Tarantino loves what he loves, and he sits there, like, he like borrows from he, those things that he loves, but then he goes and writes his own story, you know, while at the same time going, you know exactly where I'm coming from. From here, I'm going to give you these references so you can follow along with me while I'm sitting there giving you a new tale 
But this is the stuff that inspired me along the way. Well, mm-hmm. Rob Zombie, like you said, is just they're just trying to rebrand, rebrand, rebrand. Mm, yeah, and and his version of Halloween was on Sci-Fi the other day, and I tried to watch it. I had to shut it off after a half hour. <laughs> after all this time, I thought maybe I would see something that I might like, and like you know what, it's not that bad. No, it's just fucking terrible. It's just it's not you know it, uh, you know he just he can't get out of that whole seventies white trash trailer park vibe. I wish he would. I wish he would just explore other decades. Like, there are other decades from the 90s, the 80s. Man, I, you know, as we're we're talking about this, I'm just doing some reading about this uh, Munsters Today. And, and they, this was on for a long time. They aired, they broadcast 73 episodes of that show. Wow. Jeez. What? Good In one. syndication over three seasons. Uh, 73 episodes from October 1988 to May of 1991. It had more first-run oh, episodes a... than the original series. Yeah. <laughs> That's a solid one. And I don't think and, that uh, lots, lots of special guests on that show, including Jonathan Brandeis, jo- Dr. Joyce Brothers, uh, Dustin Diamond, rest his soul, um, Zsa Zsa Gabor. Too, man, yeah. Zsa Zsa Gabor. Yeah. And yeah, I know. And Richard Mole, Pat Morita, Donnie Most, um Eddie Mecca, Billy Barty. Uh a lot a lot a lot of special guests on, on the Munsters today. So uh I was I'm surprised to see how many episodes there there were. I I, I feel like I don't remember it. Um I don't remember it at all. I don't remember it lasting that but, long. But there you have no. it. it was, you know, it was a syndic- syndication what, show, so, uh, but still. What years um, did it run? Uh, I, I had said it ran from 1988 to 1991. Wow, okay. Interesting. Season 1, 88, 89. Season 2, 89, 90. Season 3, 1990 to 1991. I feel like I remember seeing that, though, on syndication when I was a kid. I, I could be wrong, but I, I have weird kind of flashbacks to that. Um, and then when I said yeah. about the Adams family, they have movies, but they never really had the TV, uh, you know, rebirth. They just had those two movies, which you know, the first one's great, the second one's not so much. But, you know, it was, it was great well, to they, see they, that kind of thing. Well, but you did have the animated series that they tried to bring back for two seasons uh, after the first Adams family movie, so you, you had that. They did have the animated series. I do remember that. Um, but yeah, like the first one was always my favorite. The Adam value is not so much, but yeah, that I'm always an Adam Sandler guy. I was never into the monsters. Always loved Adam Sandler. Mm-hmm. The better of the shows. <laughs> kind of related to the characters. Well, you know, but 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 it's like you know, it's like trying trying to compare Three Stooges to the Marx Brothers, when you're trying to compare the two. You know, um, one is a little bit more slapstick in your face, while one is a little bit more witty. We may yeah, not have had not... access to it, Dean. Well, you might have. I didn't in New York because, one, I didn't have cable. But I'm looking at the stations that the show aired on, and there's nothing in the New York, New Jersey area. Philadelphia was the closest on uh, Channel 29. Hmm. Well, we might have gotten a signal from Philly, though. You Exactly. Yeah, I didn't live in New Jersey. I didn't live in New Jersey at the time. I was in New York still, so uh, definitely. And I didn't have was, cable, so I definitely didn't have any channels other than what they were broadcasting over the waves. Some of those old shows. You know, see if I can remember any of them. 
It definitely sounds familiar. One of those things where you have those flashes of watching those old shows back in the day. But all right. So what else do you have, Dean? Moving on from the Munsters, uh, we're going to move to uh, another, not nearly as old, but another old favorite. We have talked about uh, Gremlins so many times on this show, and we have talked about how there's going to be an HBO Max sequence of the Mogwai animated uh, show that's coming later this year. And I know that I had said in our discussions about this that I wouldn't be surprised if all of this Gremlins uh, chatter and projects are going to lead to uh, another feature film. And it seems that screenwriter Carl Ellsworth uh, has already written the script for a Gremlins 3 feature film. Uh, That doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to happen. It might be in a wait-and-see mode. Uh, But apparently, uh, Gremlins... Three uh, is written, and the screenwriter Carl Ellsworth said that he's bringing Gremlins back to its horror roots, meaning that at the end of the day, this story is about little cold-blooded murderers that are killing everybody. Uh, he said that he works to preserve <laughs> the humor. Uh, he definitely wanted to uh, work to and did preserve the humor, but at the same time, uh, you know, uh, was making sure that he was truly working on a writing a horror movie. Uh, so, of course, there's no start date, no release date, or any information like that. And, uh, you know, we might not hear anything about that until after we see how The Secrets of the Mogwai is received on HBO Max. Eventually. So, but there you have it. Uh, some Gremlins 3, uh, some Gremlins 3 information um, there for you to digest and think about uh, when you Thank play yourself you, out to sleep tonight. You're welcome. I'll think about that. <laughs> I love the Gremlins. Yeah, it's, it's one of the few. I, I would love to see a continuation of that series, man. You know, like it's, it's one of the ones that. Yeah, you know, it's. I don't. I would. I can't. Again, like I don't know if I want it to be a full-on remake, reboot, whatever they do, or if it's just going to stay within the continuity. Like I feel like staying within the continuity and just letting this be like a. You know, the gremlins existing all over the world. You know, we know what we've seen with Gizmo and company in, in our New York area. Um, but, you know, let's, let's, let's bring these things worldwide, man. And yeah, but also, should we, should, should we ignore the second movie and, again, just do like everyone else no. is doing and continue from the first? No, no I don't Why think would you ignore the second movie? Well, I was just asking, man. I was asking your opinion because, again, that seems to be the popular opinion amongst Hollywood right now is if you're going to sit there and do projects, we ignore all the sequels and we only base continuations off the first one. So that's why I was asking gotcha. your opinion. Uh, I mean, my I only mean, reason for I, not doing that is just because it was just, it's a direct sequel. I mean, it's the same characters, you know what I mean? It's not like one of those cases where, like, let's say A Nightmare on Elm Street, in which you've had multiple sequels that went all over the place, changing continuity, you know, changing the entire pathos of the characters. Like, you know, Gremlins 1 and Gremlins 2 are very much related films. Yeah, and the, the ghoul is right there in that there's not – you know, seven other films that have made over been made over the last twenty years uh, that alter timelines and mythology and story 
uh, like some of those other long-running series where they've made the decision, like, let's just scrap this massive amount of material and continue from, from the base. Like, Gremlins does have just of the two films uh, that are, like, the direct one, well, Gremlins 2 is a direct sequel. Like, Halloween original, like, Halloween 2 is a direct sequel, but then you have 3, 4, 5, 6, and all the other offshoots and remakes, and, you know, the 2018 team was like, let's just scrap it and start back from the beginning. The same way with, like, the upcoming Texas Chainsaw uh, film, uh, which is going to do away with everything that came after, after that. So, I mean, it makes sense to a degree. Um, you know, I, I feel sure there are, I'm sure, ideas that they can come up with that uh, would make a new Gremlins 2. But, but, yeah, I feel like the two Gremlins films are, are completely linked together. Um, because there are just those two films. If there, if there had been, if there's nine Gremlin films, then I'd be like, all right, maybe we'll make a di- direct sequel from to the original because that's all the rage right now. Yeah, all right, yeah, cool. very true. And like you said about Texas Chainsaw Massacre, that did get an R-rated uh, rating this week, uh, and also it's going to be called Texas Chainsaw. Oh, Massacre. thank God! It's following that trend of Halloween where it's like, yep, let's just call it what it is. Texas Chainsaw Massacre, we're getting in 2022. So it's like, yeah, you know what? We don't want to have a title. We're just going to call it Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And it's going to be old and so If they had any creativity, yeah. man, they could have called it a massacre in Texas with chainsaws. Chainsaw Massacre in Texas. Rated R. Yeah, that's a, a lot for a poster. You know, but, you know, hey, listen, I would be for call it something else. I mean, they call it Texas Chainsaw 3D, Texas Chainsaw, and that was fine, but just to go back and call it Texas Chainsaw Massacre, it's like, well, obviously you're starting fresh, even though we had it in 2013, but I don't know. Again, I'm protective of that guy. Big chainsaws in Little Texas? (laughs) (laughs) The best little chainsaw massacre in Texas? Mm-hmm. There you go. <laughs> Deli part around now. with a chainsaw. <laughs> Get out of my theme park. Get out of my theme park. <laughs> you could have her sing the theme song. Instead of Jolene, it's the face. The face. The face. It would be a hit. <laughs> so, yeah, that, and you have that. But, all right, Dean, so what's next? So, uh, I know that some of you are excited for the upcoming Mortal Kombat film. Yes. And what? Oh this wow! Friday. Look at the excitement. Looking, look at the excitement that is filling up our two days uh, away, podcast. man. Two days away. It, com- it, it comes out this Friday. Yes, yes. it does. Oh yeah. Got it. Kidding me? I'm excited for Friday. I've got the finale of Falcon and Winter Soldier. I've got the next episode of Mighty Ducks Game Changers and the Mortal Kombat movie. That's a lot. <laughs> that is a big Friday in the cool household. My balls are swole. Well, uh, you, you, they might be a little bit more swole because I am that uh, one of the co-writers named Greg Russo has said that this Mortal Kombat film uh, is the first chapter of a trilogy of Mortal Kombat films and that the two sequels are already planned out. 
listen. Why are you so upset, Mark? Just, just one movie at a time. One movie at a time. <laughs> you know what? And I, I'm kind of with the monkey here because what that worries me with is are we going to get a cliffhanger type of ending because the it, idea is it's it, going to be a fucking it, trilogy. Exactly, no, man. It's like, no, I, I, I'm with the goal here with where is I like, no offense, Dean. I appreciate you doing your job reporting the news. I wish I had not just heard this news because I would have liked to have just gone into this movie blind. It's like, and not knowing the possible future of them. And they're saying now it's going to be a trilogy. So now, like the ghoul said, we have a possible cliffhanger. I just want to see. God dang it, man. (laughs) Um, I just don't want want to see something with with the, like, with what we saw with the Matrix sequel. Guess what? That was my my prank for the evening. That was my prank for the evening. That's not actually a true story. Oh, you dick. It's not a prank. It's just the truth. Yeah, if it makes you feel better, hey. Come on, you know that every week on this show, one of the stories that I share is a a phony story. Uh, That's been my long-running gag. You all know that. And uh, this week, uh, that was my phony story. Waka waka. Is that really going to ruin the movie for you, though? Are you going to watch one time and run and be like, Cliffhanger, I'm upset. No, I'm going to fucking love it. And I'm going to go, you know what, Cliffhanger? You know what? That makes me want the second one. Bring it on when it comes. Like, I'm not going to be upset. Like, you guys have never seen a Cliffhanger movie in your goddamn life. We have them. Halloween was a Cliffhanger ending. No, the yeah, and that's one of the things that... Okay, but that's the thing. That's one of the things that sucked balls about the 2018 Halloween film. You know, this idea yeah. that it was it, it was originally supposed to be a direct film with a direct mm-hmm. ending, and that's the end of it. But no, what did it do? It turned into sequels. You know, now, like, I just don't want to see that again. It's not going to ruin the film for me. Don't, don't get me wrong. Um, I'm still going to enjoy the film, but I just hope that the director made a movie that could stand on its own mm-hmm. without the necessity of seeing follow-up films, especially if it falls through and those films don't get made. Yeah, that's, that's the point, man. <laughs> I guess, that's my worry more no, than I guess anything that's... else. Ghoul and I, I are that... both on the same page here. Where we're going, we're looking at you, fucking M. Night Shyamalan's avatar. Go have... All right? <laughs> I think they already know. I think they already know. So that's why they're moving forward with it. I mean, that, I don't blame them because from the trailers and everything like that, the hype that's surrounding that, they know that they have a hit. They know that's a part great. two is inevitable. Part three after that, depending on how good part two is. That's the problem. <laughs> if part two sucks, you're probably not going to get a part three. I mean, look at Mortal Kombat Annihilation. I did. I, I, put it on, I put it on to go to bed to last night, man. I barely made it out of like the... The pre-film portion of it. <laughs> I forgot how. Like I haven't seen that in so. Like I haven't seen that since watching it in the Chinese theater in New York. Um, um Yeah. Wow. With I eight, forgot how with, fucking. I forgot how bad that with movie Ajax is. With Ajax as Raiden. <laughs> was Ryu in it? Ryu? No. Yeah. What about Akuma? Oh, James. <laughs> That's street fighter, motherfucker. Yeah, what? Like everything from like the backgrounds for the very start of the film, everything is just 
so horribly fucking rendered, man. It was like, damn, dude, green screen city. And they were not trying to hide it, like, at all. Or they didn't have any money to hide it, one or the other. Uh, No. And then when it wasn't that, it was just rubble piled up high with a bunch of uh, 55-gallon drums set on fire. (laughs) That was always the background, remember, dude? (laughs) The the scenes of the the ninja, the outworld ninjas all jumping into the, the, the fray at the beginning. It was like something as bad as what you saw in Power Rangers. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I was just upset as you were, but I did not take a road trip to New York for it. <laughs> yeah, like I said, man, I, I haven't seen that shit since since the '90s, so stayed away from it for a reason. <laughs> no, good reason. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and speaking about Halloween, I'll have to send you guys the link uh, later on in the show. But there's a YouTube edit that came out earlier this week about Tony Moran who played Michael Myers on Matt in Halloween 1978, where he basically just trashes the fans and the movie Thanks. and John Carpenter. And it is amazing to watch because he really gives zero fucks about the fans, about that movie, about John Carpenter, where he's like, yeah, he's like, this asshole little kid came up to me asking for an autograph. He's like, I was only in fucking 10 seconds of the movie. The kid's an asshole. <laughs> All these comments, oh, he's such an asshole. But he's not wrong. Wow. He was only in fucking to that movie. You know, if you want an autograph, he'll give it to you, but you're going to pay. I met him twice, once with a ghoul, and he was fine. You know, he laughed it off, and, you know, he had, he had a good time with it. But this super cut of him being an asshole to the fans, saying how Halloween's a piece of shit movie, it's amazing. It's like, yeah, that's what you're here for, though. You're making your money because of that movie. We had a good time hanging out with him at the one NJ Horrorcon, man. I mean, we, you know, we literally spent the majority of the weekend chilling with him in, in, in multiple, multiple locations. So we didn't have yeah, a problem. And I've had good times both, you know, both times that I met him. But these super cuts of him saying, you know, listen, I was only in the movie for fucking ten seconds. You want an autograph? Fine, but you're an asshole. You're a fucking nerd. Like Halloween sucks. Like, he told about how his girlfriend had to force him to go see the movie back in 78 when it came out. He said, I want to go see that piece of shit movie. Halloween's stupid. <laughs> he got dragged to go see it. He didn't care for it. But the comments, though, of these fans going, he's an asshole. I hate him. What a piece of shit. I'm like, well, no, I probably had the same reaction as Tony Moran. Dude, I was in 10 seconds of that movie. You saw my face, and then I was out. Well, I mean, it's it's probably one of those things where it's like, okay, for years, you know, he's been promoted as the face of Michael Myers. He was Michael Myers. But then he gets the fans Mm -hmm. that sit there and and bitch at him for the fact that he was only in a short period of time in the film. He really isn't Michael Myers. (laughs) You know, he's just that face because he had the face of an angel. Um you know, which he, he will go on to tell you about uh, when, when you do hang out and talk with him. So after hearing that for years and years that, you know, from the fucking fans of, well, you're not really Michael, you're not really Michael, you're not really Michael. Now he's finally like, you know what, guys, you're assholes. You're right. I'm not fucking Michael. So stop fucking coming up to me. Stop fucking asking me these questions. You can't win. You can't, you can't fucking win if you tried at this point with it. And the best part, and you'll see in the video I posted on our group chat, 
is where he calls Tyler Maine a cocksucker for being Michael Myers in the Rob Zombie movies. He's like, because it wasn't for me, you wouldn't be Michael Myers. He's my cocksucker. He's my bitch. And I told him that at a convention. <laughs> and I said, he's my cocksucker. And he never came over. Like That's Tyler. Just been a I love him too, but Tyler the fact that nice. Tony Moran was just a whole thing. I was like, Tyler Maine would kick your fucking ass, dude. <laughs> like, are you kidding me? He destroyed you. Dude. Yeah, he's like, if it wasn't for me, he would be, he's my cocksucker, because if it wasn't for me, he wouldn't be Michael Myers, because I'm technically Michael Myers, too. And if it wasn't for me in that movie, he wouldn't have to be Michael Myers. So it, it's amazing. I put the, 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 the video in the group chat, so check it out. Um, but, Dean, do you have anything else before we get into movies tonight? I do. And All right, let's go. Patrick Wilson and Vera Fumigia, however you pronounce her name, uh, are Winnie Farmia are reprising their roles as the Warren in upcoming Conjuring <laughs> Devil Made Me Do It film, which will hit theaters and HBO Max on the same day, June 4th. Uh, and they have both said that they want <laughs> to do more sequels. They said they want to continue to push these characters. Uh, they said that there's already talks of continuing, but they have more stories to tell. So they are on board for uh, as many things in the Conjuring world uh, as they can as they can crank out to to their audience. We lack money. Fuck that. <laughs> yeah, and the Conjuring universe. Seriously, shut that motherfucker down. Burn it to the ground. I'm I, so fucking tired of the Conjuring universe. Okay. I mean, the, the whole Conjuring universe thing, that that I'm good with, you know, but like I've enjoyed, for the most part, the actual Conjuring films. Um, I haven't hated mm-hmm. those. You know, it's, it's the outside stuff that I've been, you know, very, very leery of, with pretty much only Annabelle Creation being the only film out of all of yeah. the, the, the other movies that I've enjoyed. So many of those fucking movies. Fucking <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah, I know. I'm, I'm good on the Conjuring series. You know my thoughts about those characters. So but again, <laughs> you we'll... love it. you love Ed and Lorraine, dude. That's the thing. You're the biggest <laughs> fan. So good people. Oh yeah, good good people. Good souls. Good people. <laughs> good souls. Yeah, they care. their clients sure did. Yeah, robots about them. Uh, yeah, but uh, they're they're fun throwaway movies. That's all I think about those movies. They're, they're just fun to throw away and put on when you got to fall asleep. Make cool fun to throw them away. <laughs> That's exactly what I think about them. I mean, they're fun movies to fall asleep to, but they still pay attention because they suck. Because that's not the actual story. That's what they want you to think. That Ed and Lorraine cared about any of the clients that they had. Nope. They were just like, how can we make money over this? Say, Satan is here. <laughs> I can't wait for you devil. I can't wait for that movie because that fucking story, the real story, is a lot more scary than what they said happened. It's just like, die killing people in Connecticut. He was a monster. But they're like, no, Satan was there. And he was like, ah, hell, Satan. And he was like, I got to kill now, guys. This is devil made me do it. <laughs> I can't wait to see the war and put a spin so, on it. So is that what this one is supposed to be about? Like, is this going to be based on that story? Guys that you know of, mm-hmm. like we're we're gonna we're gonna get an alternate spin on the Warrens, or is this still gonna be kissing oh, the Warren death because it's still a Conjuring movie? We are gonna I'm get sorry, the what? Conjuring spin. We're gonna get the Conjuring. Uh, yeah, yeah. This is the Conjuring <laughs> movie. That. So I mean, they're they're the heroes of the film. You know, plain and simple. 
yeah. We're not going to get the real story about how they just sat in the jail cell with this guy and they're like, ooh, tell me more. Tell me more about the hell devil needs to do it. Ooh, this is scary shit. This is going to sell a lot of books. We're not going to get that movie. We're going to, oh, shit, the devil's here. We have to count well, back oh, in hell. I well, that's what I'm devil. curious about, though, is with with all this shit going on, how, why doesn't someone go along and then sit there and make a movie like you're talking about, King, about, hey, we're going to tell, tell the real stories behind the Conjuring universe. Because hmm. it wouldn't be interesting. We would watch it. They do. It would be so there's a, thousand, there's a thousand of them, though, man. The haunting of this, the freaking, you know, the fucking boo-boo-fop of that. Uh, you know, the haunting of what of that? The boo-boo-fop-a, you know what I mean? I'm just making up fucking words as I go along, man. Um, <laughs> the only thing they can't use is, is, is the, uh, the Fafa, I don't know, some dude I used to know from Brooklyn, um, <laughs> he's bald, he's, he looks like fucking, what's his face from the Hills of Eyes, man, um, Fafa? <laughs> Michael, Michael Berryman, that's what Fafa looked like, <laughs> um, anyway, Fafa Fooey, um, but the only thing they can't use, obviously, are the fucking are the names, you know, Ed and Lorraine. But, you know, the, those stories, they're, they're told a dime a dozen, you know, based on a true story, based on real events. And maybe they change the names, mm-hmm. the location, shit like that. But we believe me, you've seen every single fucking low-budget version of those <laughs> true events. See, just like that. I'm gonna watch Fufa later. I'm gonna put on the fucking haunting of Mama Fufa. I mean, The Conjuring Two about the Enfield Polter guys—they turned a weekend that the Warren spent at that house into a fucking ninety-minute movie. They spent a weekend and there. Other films yeah. on the and, and there's other films on the Enfield haunting. You know what I mean? So. There are other movies that have done that story. That that was my my main point. Monkey. But that's the, yeah. But that's what I was trying to figure out is have people try to put movies out there to discredit the Warrens for what they've been trying to do all these years. No, well, I mean no yeah. discrediting. I mean any even the most low budget ones like on Discovery, like A Haunting, where they talk about the Warrens. Is there so much reverence for those two? Where it's like, yeah, they were here and they found stuff, and and they, they are the experts. There's not a single one out there where it's like, you guys are fucking frauds, dude. <laughs> like, they are just carnies that just make smoke and mirrors happen out of nothing. That's what I would like to see. But again, that would be boring. People don't want to watch that. People want to see. I don't think. And I think that's the bigger thing with it. You know what I mean? You might get people that come up and they'll say that, you know, hey, you know, maybe they, they weren't necessarily all that honest and whatnot. But for any particular person, specifically somebody connected to the either horror film community or the supernatural, you know, fucking ghost hunter community or whatever, to kind of just upright sit there and be like, those guys are frauds it will then beg to question everything that they're doing as well. You know, that's the problem. Uh, You're dealing with something that is intangible. We really don't have 
thoughts that the text goes. I don't care who the fuck is out there on Discovery fucking Plus doing some ghost hunter shit <laughs> with their little fucking beep boop blop blop fucking machine where it's saying, yeah, yeah. they're oh. telling me there's a, there's a fucking ghostly entity right here, man. You know, it's just like the one thing we bought from a freaking uh, a place over in like New Hope or Jim Thorpe the one time, you know, and it's supposed to detect paranormal fucking entities. Oh, Listen, man, all it does is read electromagnetic current. So if you bring it by a light source, guess what it does? It fucking beeps a lot. Um, you know, that, that, that's the kind of stuff that, that they do, you know, and there are people that fall for it. And, you know, I'm not, I'm not making fun of those people. People are entitled to believe what they want as far as those things go. I just think it comes into lawsuit territory if there are people that are going to come up there and be like, those people are completely 100% lying about everything yeah. that they possibly might have done. Because you know what? They have to prove that they didn't do it either. Ah, uh, good point. All right, cool. yeah. All right. And just finally, a couple of Netflix notes with an, an interesting little nugget mixed in. One, a lot of money. Uh, That's what Finn, they did. Finn, Finn Wolfhard says that uh, Stranger Things <laughs> 4, while on a video call, said that uh, he's hoping that it, he said that it should be out sometime next year, hopefully. They're making it. And then Netflix dropped Did some other about... news. Uh... Oh, go ahead. No, no, no. I think you're going to say it now. Uh, yes. So Netflix dropped some other news. Uh, they said that, you know, because of COVID, uh, with their programming, they've had all kinds of production delays uh, with lots of their different properties and shows. But they said uh, coming later this year in the fourth quarter of 2021 uh, that there will be new seasons of The Witcher, something called You, and also the first season that has been specifically produced for Netflix, uh, season four of Cobra Kai. Uh, will also hit yeah. uh, later this year in the fourth quarter of 2021. And that's great, exciting news. But I just, I have to say, and even though this might mean like waiting a couple of months longer, I really, really, really dug like the the New Year's Day release. And I really kind of was hoping that maybe like that would become a thing because like that's one day where I am just like laying on the fucking couch all day and that's all I'm interested in doing. And that was just perfect. I watched the whole fucking thing. It was fantastic. It was a great way to spend New Year's Day. Uh, and, and I would just, you know, I, was, I kind of was hoping it would be the same case for next year. But, uh, you know, if it comes earlier, great. You know, I'm not going to be complaining about a chance to get to see it. Uh, but anyway, that's my thoughts on that. Well, I, the one thing I, I was like going to add for – sorry. The one thing I was going to add for uh, for Netflix is the um, – I don't know if you, if you guys heard about it. They're upping the amount of money they're going to be spending on films and series and whatnot. Like they're, and I'm talking like a big jump. They, uh, I guess they spent somewhere around $13 billion. Uh, last year. They're going up to like $18 billion as far as like what they're going to be spending. Wow. So, yeah, they're, uh, they're stinking it. And supposedly what I've heard is, is that kind of worried some of their investors and the, uh, the uh, there was a pretty pretty heavy duty drop in the uh, in the stock afterwards. Um, so I guess you know people are worried uh, that they're going to be blowing their money. But I don't know. Netflix 
delays or not, the one thing I will give them is is that when they do finally get these series out, they tend to have that that quality that I do enjoy. You know, like I'm looking forward to The Witcher. I'm looking forward to eventually, you know, getting to watch uh, season four of Stranger Things. And I'm looking forward to you because I'm I'm a fan of you. So I'm looking forward to that that coming back. I'm a fan of you too. (laughs) I am. It's a great show. I mean, if you guys haven't checked it out yet, I think you guys would like it. Oh, I thought you meant you. No, no, not 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 you. The the Netflix show. But I think you guys Uh, might like it. I've never seen Uh, you because I'm too busy with me, narcissist. Remember. Flexing in the mirror while he's tapping that ass. <laughs> Flexing, you're damn right. Uh, is that all you got, Dean? That is the final item on my list for this evening. All right, so let's get into the film for tonight, Evil Bond 420 from 2015, loosely directed by Charles Band. Ghoul, this is your pick. Um, yeah, let's just kind of wrap up. Take episode. it away. Now listen, in, in complete stoner fashion, man, I totally forgot what I fucking watch. Um, <laughs> yeah, listen, man. You know, obviously, this is this is one of those four twenty fun, fun fucking gag style picks. Okay, what what I will do is is I'll say this much. Okay, the movie's about a dude who opens a bowling alley that shows lots of titties. Uh, there is a bong. There's a ginger dead man. And Oogie Boo, Ooga Booga showed up, okay, which that I found fun. Uh, and aside from that, that's about it. There really wasn't much as far as a fucking plot or, or really a story or, or actual death occurring. So this felt more like a TV series than it did a fucking movie. Hmm. Yeah, no. It, That's it what I, my thoughts are. It was it was it was better than the first movie as far as like my memory serves because I watched this one. It was shorter. So that was good. Mm-hmm. It wasn't eighty six minutes. Huh. Like the other ones were. Well, fifty minute movie. Okay, so so again, the first one is the only one that I had seen prior to this. Um, from what I remember, that was roughly filmed. Um, you know, like the the quality of the picture was like shitty, and like I feel like they've mm-hmm. obviously upped their game. They must have enough people like watching this series and enjoying it to where they were like, "Hey, we're going to spend a little bit, a little bit of money." You know, the, the camera work is is better. Um, you know, the acting is is the acting. I mean, look, it's the same as when you see a puppet master or any other movie from these guys. All right, uh, mm-hmm. Dean, what do you what did you think of this movie, man? I mean, look, <laughs> we all know uh, we what we're it. getting here, and I have not seen um, any of the other films in the Evil uh, Bong series. I know that I have teased making these films my choices at time in our show's history. In fact, uh, I think one time I teased that like my next six picks were going to be every film in the series, um, but I didn't do that because truthfully, I, I didn't want to watch all of those either. But um, with that being said, like this is just absurdity. Um, and but I but I but I applaud the the filmmakers and the creators because uh, you know they had a vision. They had a vision, <laughs> and they made they made their dreams come true, and 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 brought this this cinematic universe, uh, you know, to the screen. 
you know, there are big-time film studios with big-time film monster properties that have been trying to get their own monster universe back to the big screen with established characters that are beloved by gajillions across the globe. And they haven't been able to make it work. Uh, but here, We're looking here, at UCC small Universe and fucking Universe uh, Monsters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> here in, in this small, this very small world, weed world, very as, as small, I learned they call very, it very in small. this film, um, <laughs> they were able to get this out there to the world. Now, we're talking about a film that's 53 minutes long. Um, you know, <laughs> uh, I, I yeah. having not seen the predecessors, <laughs> having not seen the predecessors, you know, uh, I'm not, I don't know where, like, where we come in in this long-running story. But look, here we have it. Lots of weed, a tremendous amount of boobs, um, and yes, a, a, a welcome and delightful appearance. Uh, very brief appearance. I was hoping for more of him by Ooga Booga. <laughs> and, uh, you know, like, <laughs> like I'm watching this and like, it's absolutely ridiculous. And no, this is not a good film by any stretch, but like, I, I kind of enjoy it. Like, I just enjoy the absurdity, uh, you know, that like people got this shit to the screen, you know, and I kind of appreciate that. And, uh, you know, so there, there you have it. <laughs> I mean, what the fucking full moon creature features. Uh, it's its own special thing. Maki, what do you think of Bond Force Twenty? All right, uh, this this was the first Evil Bond movie I saw. I was up, kind of upset that we're going here like we did with Twilight, where again the goal is going to pick something in the middle of a fucking saga. If we even want to call uh, it the uh, saga, <laughs> call that a saga. You're worried about the saga. You're worried about the saga. Here, well, the thing is, about 15 minutes into it, I realized I'm good. <laughs> I figured I figured out the saga. <laughs> there is no saga. Um but I it's like dude, I gotta admit, man, I was fucking upset, man. It's like we have a movie called Evil Bong four twenty. Alright? And yeah. not once do we see anyone smoking a fucking bong in this entire movie. Um what are you talking about, dude, he had that super fucking bowl. The weed whacker thing. That wasn't a bong. Okay, it's not a bong. She's the bong. It wasn't a bong. It wasn't a bong, all right? Therefore, no one was smoking a bong in Evil Bong. It's like, on top of that, it's like, I watched the TV show Resident Alien, okay? The last episode that I just watched on Resident Alien, there was more time of them hanging out, smoking pot, through a bong, and shit like that, in a bowling alley, no less, than there was in this entire movie. And there was more in fucking Resident Alien there was in this movie. We could say and the same just, for Nice and Bad Aston, which was supposed to be your 420 pick last week. <laughs> but, yeah, but it's not. Yeah, but it's not calling the evil bong, man. It's like it. It was Nice and Bad Aston. This is supposed to be like a fucking deep hot movie, and it's just the, the amount of split time was super short. I was just upset, man. I was expecting way more, and it's just and. I don't know, man. It's like, I, I just don't know how a movie actually bored me with seeing boobs. It's just like every time you saw a chick walk up on into this movie, you know she was going to show her tits. That that was it, man. It's like, I, like I, I was just upset. I just with that. wasn't getting the, the vibe of this movie, man. It's just every time we saw a woman, we knew she was going to show her tits. And I, like, that, I laughed out loud. 
sometimes yes, sometimes no. Uh, I, I like I, I was upset because I was like case, drunk as was fuck while watching. I was drunk as fuck while watching this movie, man. And it's just I only laughed out loud literally once, and that was with Ginger Dead Man doing his thing. Uh, other than that, man, it's like it was just a thing of I just didn't feel like I was in the fucking joke. And it's just, I don't know if it was because I wasn't stoned enough or because, again, it's full moon trying to do what they try to do. And it's just, to me, the entire movie just felt like a forced joke. I think your expectations were just way too high, man. <laughs> Maybe I wasn't high. <laughs> well, that that definitely fucking helps, okay? I mean, listen, like I said, the first time I watched, you know, the uh, the first movie, I, I had smoked. And figuring that you know that that's the way to go to watch the film, um, it didn't didn't help. Uh, but you know, I mean, again, I'm going to go back and actually watch these films now because I am interested in seeing how they got to this point. And more importantly, I do want to see where this movie goes because it's obviously going directly into the fifth film. Um, you know, I well, know the Romel to... character is well. Hold from on, the let's first go. Film. Let's go to King, but. Okay, yeah, no, but let's no, go no. to King before before we get too into it. Let's get his opinion on the film. As someone who has seen all the Evil Bong movies up until the eighth film, all? Evil Bong Seven, which takes place in Vegas. <laughs> so yes, I have seen all the Evil Bong movies in their entirety uh, because I'm a completionist, and that's the way I feel about those movies. <clears throat> I have to to watch all of them in their completion, uh, and they're all eighty six minutes apiece. This is the shortest one. Because it's a kind of a bridge movie, where it's like we're we're making a movie where we show where Rabbit is after he escapes from Evil Bong World to open up this uh, bowling alley where he's topless and living his life. But we have to have the Ginger Dead Man, who is not voiced by Gary Busey this time, which is a very bad Gary Busey kind of interpretation, you know, of what Gary Busey was. Which was fine. You know, I didn't have a problem with that. It's just that it's a movie that's really nothing problem that I had with it. Because the other Evil Bong movies, they have a story, and they get there, and it's kind of fun and entertaining. This one, it's just, there's nothing there. It's a short. It's Rabbit escaping from Evil Bong World to open up a bowling alley that is topless, but you don't really get the topless part of it. We, we kind of get that there's topless people in there. We have, you know, uh, Romy Moon showing up as Candy, going, I want a job, and pulling off her top and going, yeah, you're hired. You know, that's <laughs> it's one of those things where well, they, um, it's kind of like a best. Well, I mean, all the chicks were showing their boobs, though, man. I mean, except for the uh, the one blonde. She wants right. to be an actress. Yeah. Exactly. Well, she's in actress. real life. You know, she, she didn't want to show her tits because she wanted to be an actress. So, um, yeah, Phoebe didn't show her tits because she wanted to be an actress. And she thought that this would springboard her into other features. But, like, Sam Aotaki, who played Darla, I was like, she's all in. Mm-hmm. You know, she's in this movie. You know, she's pulling up the top and she's having a good time. You know, oh, my God, I loved her. You know, and the same thing with Romy, Rain, uh, Romy Moon, rather, who played um, Candy. You know, she was having fun. She knew what movie this was. But it's one of those movies where it doesn't really have a point. It doesn't really have a plot. It's just Rabbit Escaped. He's opening up this uh, bowling alley, and we have Ginger Dead Man wanting him to come back to Evil Bond World. Where is where is he? He's supposed Evil. to be here because I get so when he gets a boner. So we have to go find him, and Evil Bond going, I don't know where the fuck he is, man. 
I guess we're going to have to go find them. And, you know, that's what it is. And a 50-minute movie feels like a two-hour movie when you're watching it. Yeah, there are definitely times where for a short film, I was I was feeling it. You know, like it felt like, okay, like I, I would look at the clock and be like, dude, like what the hell? How How is this only 20 minutes in? You know, it felt like I said, it mm-hmm. felt like a long television show. Um, but, you know, for me anyway, like I had eaten a gummy um, to get in the right mindset for the movie. Yeah. And, you know, I found it to, uh, again, like the, the, the points that made me giggle gave me the giggles the right way. You know, they, they, they were stoner-like mm-hmm. giggles. There were yeah. a couple, like, laugh-out-loud moments. Um, there was the, yeah. the marriage of all of the, 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 this universe, I guess. You know, I never realized mm-hmm. how interconnected, you know, Evil Bong was. Like, I knew there was an Evil Bong first Ginger Dead Man movie, but I didn't realize that they yep. were also putting Ooga Booga in there and, like, all of that. So, like, when Hambo showed up, I was like, holy shit, I know this guy. Why do I know him? Because we covered yep. that movie. You know, otherwise, I would have been right. completely lost, you know? Um, and, and again, you know, he he provided some of the, my favorite humor of the, of this particular this movie. Yeah. I don't mean yeah. to start laughing, <laughs> but I'm thinking about I'm thinking about a specific scene, and it fucking killed me. So, but oh, yeah, I, the lack the, of death uh, in the film was kind of a bummer. I, I was hoping and thinking that at some point, especially when the evil bong shows up in fucking reality, you know, when they come to the the, the bowling alley, I figured there was going to be like some sort of bloodbath occurring, and like I don't know, like does that happen right. in the next movie? Uh, a little bit, a little bit, yeah. Because the next one is Evil Bong High Five, uh, yeah. which is all of them in the Evil Bong world and Evil Bong trying to take over the world. So I have seen it, you know, and we could talk about it. But yeah, no, it's it's more centered in the horror world than this one is. Like I said, this one feels like a bridge movie. It feels like we we need to do something because the character of Rabbit, played by Sonny Carl Davis, he's the only really that shows up in all of them. Um, we also have Larnell, played by John yeah, Patrick Lar- Jordan. Larnell was in the other films. Yeah, he shows up towards the end as kind of a throwaway character, where he shows up with, with Sarah from the previous movie, and we also have Felicity showing up. So they're doing continuity, but it's kind of like a throw-in. Like, well, we have to end this movie somehow, so let's have a reunion of all these characters. But, you know, it's one of those weird things where it's like we're not going to have dialogue heavy where it's like, yeah, remember what happened in the last movie? Now well, we're, we're going to talk about, you know, what's happening right now mm-hmm. because part three took place in the space program. So, yeah. Well, so, well the smart thing part, to do, I mean, you know, what we've seen other horror films do in this case would have been to throw in a couple flashbacks from the previous movies. Yeah. And that could have padded the, run, the runtime a little bit as well as give us you know, a little bit of a of a catch-up on everything besides some of the dialogue, which the one thing I will say, the dialogue that they gave, you know, it was, I like, I never felt lost. Even though I haven't seen Evil Bong 1, 2, 3, or any of the Ginger Dead movies or the Ginger Dead versus the Evil Bong film, I didn't feel lost. Like, meeting these characters, I felt like, oh, okay, so this is where they interacted. I see the relationships between them, and, and, and this is how it's going to work. Well, it's even like when 
David uh, Ducato shows up and David Devaye show up in the movie Dakota. talking about how they want to make a movie in the bowling alley where he's like, yeah, I made, you know, sorority girls and slam ball ballorama. Yeah, and I mean, all the, it's like, yeah, that's great, but they never go back to it. Like, they never go back to the fact that he wants to make a movie for 50 bucks in this bowling alley. It's just one scene. But if you look at David's, you know, filmography, he makes like 20 movies a year. <laughs> he is It was ridiculous. Yeah. yeah, and some of the like, some of the actors too. I mean, it's like like okay, like we know people who who are in a lot of things in the indie scene. You yeah, know, we we've had our our, our run-ins with with some people, man. But looking at the amount of of some of the films that these people put in in the course of like one year, it's like holy shit, man! Like, how the fuck do you do? Like, how do you have the time to get to like all these different sets? To, to get that done. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing. You know, like I said, look at David's filmography. He made 20 movies within a year in 2017, 2018, 2019. He never stopped working. Um, but, you know, to go Mindy, back to... Look at Mindy Robinson, man. Phoebe. She was... It's like ridiculous. Oh, man. Yeah. Just never stopped. You know, none of them are poor. she was... They didn't play with those characters enough, and that was my problem, is that your whole set piece for this movie is that there's topless bowling. You're there to kind of bring in the guys for the topless bowling. So, yeah, yeah, get out there, you know, pick up and bowl. And they never really play with it. Like, they show them bowling in the beginning of the movie, and then that's kind of it. You know, they kind of pop up here and there. But, you know, what, what's the centerpiece for this movie? How are you going to bring people in? You're going to have the gutter ball special where there's a weed in the shoes? Well, you know, it's fine, you know, for a certain mm-hmm. set. But he never played with the whole top of bowling angle. Well, all the yeah, action took place at the counter when everyone came in and hung a rabbit. That was the problem. All Everything happened at the counter. Nothing was really going on, at you know, between the lanes enough, you know, except for the rednecks, you know, where you have the that moment. But you, uh, as yeah, but you African-American couple. Yeah, but I'm just saying, I'm like, you know, I'm I'm agreeing with what the king is saying. Is you're not seeing enough action going on in the actual bowling alley. It's like every time you see them is in the background, you know, it's like green screen bowling alley, you know, going on in the background while all the main action that was going on. Real man, yeah, yeah real. you were stoned. You were stoned. No, man. It's the camera work that they were using. You think they can afford green screen, man? The only place to do a green screen was in the, was in the oh, fucking so Bong what, World, say, man. You, so, yeah, I was going to say, wait, so you're telling me Bong World is real? Yes. I've been there. I've been there, too. I've had both wonderful experiences and horrible experiences. Yes, it grows in your attic, we know. I don't remember the last time I did a fucking bong hit, bro. Like, yeah, no, 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 me neither, man. Me neither. Like, that's 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 easily like over twenty years. Um, it, it's mm-hmm. probably closer to twenty five years. Uh, you know, I had great fun somewhere in the nineties uh, with in, in in yeah, great fun in that realm for sure in the nineties. Uh, and when the time was come to move on from that style of uh, intake, uh, you know, I moved on from that style of intake and, and never looked back. But I thought that was the best way to get a hit. 
sure, but it's a bong. You got to keep it clean. There's just way too much maintenance involved with it, dude. And personally, oh, me oh, myself, yeah. oh, I don't, don't, don't want to be that. You, you just high. don't want to do the dishes. You want to get stoned, but you don't want to do the dishes. Oh, okay. I, I don't want to be is. that stoned, man. <laughs> That's the thing. As I've become yeah, an no older, more refined that. individual, you know, like I like the expansion of my mind, which is what I've always explored with, with, with any of these things. I mean, the dean was with me on many of these, these adventures. Um, yes. So the idea <laughs> of expanded thought is what I'm looking for, not unconscious puddle of fucking piss laying there, you know, feeling like my ears are dripping brain and my fucking ball sack is somewhere around my ankle. (laughs) (laughs) That's not a good day. You know, know, this whole movie, though, it it feels like Charles Band just wants to be trauma so bad. He wants to be Lloyd Kaufman trauma-esque in the worst way. Make it funny. Make I get that. We make it up. You know, we have Ginger Dead Man, you know, in the evil bong world where he's getting in love with butter, you know, by these two topless girls. And he's like, yeah, but it would be better if Rabbit was here. Go find him where he is, man. What do you mean you don't find him yet? Like, we need to go out there and find him. You know, it's the lack of blood and the lack of death in this movie. It was just, it was missed. This movie's 50 minutes long. And the best we can do is Ooga Booga showing up from fucking nowhere, throwing a spear in the redneck's eye, and then disappearing again. <laughs> why, is, why is Ooga Booga here? Just to show up and, like, there's no explanation for why he's there. It's just he's there. And, well, you know, no, we know he's – because Hambo. It's like, yeah. He comes with Hambo. <laughs> and remember, Hambo particularly, Hambo. specifically – he specifically points out the fact that the rednecks were having the five finger special. Um, so I, I have a feeling the idea is that Ooga Booga is traveling with Hambo at this point. It could be. It's just it, it's uh, another one of those things. You have the the merchandising of these characters <laughs> from Ooga with Hambo, where you know the the Asian couple shows up and he's like, "You look just like this character." You were the basis. You're the basis for the character. I didn't even like. I I forgot about Hambo's whole spiel at the beginning of Ooga Booga. So when he starts yeah, that man. conversation and he starts saying this, and then he pulls out the character, and it all dawned on me. And you know what, man? Again, I as a kid from the '80s, you know, I love racial humor of this this nature so when it's good natured and and the people themselves are kind of like laughing with it and and it's just done just to like kind of shock and make you laugh i was fucking dying okay i was completely 100 percent like this was the part of the film that like really just it cracked me up and and again like that 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 is what i was looking for i could have used more humor of this nature throughout the film and, and he wants to be mean about it. Stoner comedy into it. Yeah, but like he wants to be mean about it too, Hambo. Like he wasn't being racist towards that couple. Like he was like, "Yeah, I'd be extra on you." And I'm the gonna buy you both. Completely tickets. racist. Their character's completely racist. But look at Jeff Dunham, Absolutely. who's made a fucking career of being a fucking you know a ventriloquist <laughs> with a bunch of fucking stereotype dummies. <laughs> 
you know that that is the basis <laughs> of a lot of comedy. You know, it's just it, it, it all depends on what side of Twitter you land on, as whether or not it's acceptable. Well, it was it was the fact that Hambo wasn't being you know angry towards that. Like he wasn't trying to put them in a box. Like he was just like, oh, I based my character on you. Hell yeah. Here, you can have this. And I'll buy you bowling tickets. Like, you deserve this. Like, he wasn't being mean-spirited, which I kind of enjoyed. Like, he wasn't being angry towards them, you know, and he wasn't trying to spit, you know, racist, you know, words towards them. He, he was just happy no, it, it wasn't done with hate. You know, it was done with ignorance. <laughs> yeah. You know, him constantly trying to steal the bottles away, you know. From you know, from Phoebe, who's trying to serve him alcohol, <laughs> the bottles away. I'll thank you. And that's what happens when it, the king and I end up going to Taco Bell, you know, where we have yeah. had too many. <laughs> Taco Bell. And then I insist on them Ronald calling me Captain Apple. Taco Bell. And Doritos, no, but, <laughs> but but can you remember that night, man, where I made him call, call me Captain Asshole when they called out my ticket? Really, you want to call me Captain Asshole? Yes. Oh my gosh. But I'm here. I just, I just want my burritos. Thanks. I remember really well. Um, but it, like I said, we have, you know, Ginger Dead Man wanting to know where Travis is, getting into that world with Evil Bong, who serves no real purpose, EB, Evil Bong, just to kind of be there. And <laughs> Ginger Dead Man seeing Candy. Oh, yeah. Like, she's got, you going to kill her? Uh, yeah. Yep. You will. Maybe if I fuck her, I'll be a human again. <laughs> yeah. Here we go. This was the. I'll be honest. This was the other thing that made me laugh, man. I mean, he has a little tiny breadstick, okay. And when that thing started shooting, fucking cream all over. I was like, okay, man. I mean, he said it was gonna happen. I mean, look, yeah, you know, this, not this, to make the pun, but this is right up my alley, okay? Like, this is what I was hoping the entire <laughs> film could be. But unfortunately, you know, they could not with they could not hold that up for a 53-minute period. And yeah, the fact this was the moment, and I'll tell you, where it's like, you know, th- this was the one moment where I actually laughed out loud when he was like, oh, I'm going to fucking cream. And then, you know, it's whipped cream all over her chest and shit like that. I fucking started rolling. funny. <laughs> 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 He apologizes. <laughs> I was like, that's awesome. I've done that you know, before. He, you know, he's got... <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, sorry, sorry. Apologize. Apolog- you know, yeah, yes. I, I have apologized. No, and, you, and you know what? The one no, time the you never told me, fucking, don't, no, she told me, you don't never apologize. fucking apologize. I don't mean it. <laughs> no, you never fucking apologize, man. It's like, well, cool. That's not like you, man. You sit there and say, no, you want this fucking shit. That's that. That is the fucking ghoul mentality. Is yeah, you want this because courtesy of the ghoul, you are welcome. Many years ago, at number one, number two. You know what? Sometimes the ghoul can get a little bit out of hand, and uh, and you know what? I, I I do actually have like somewhere in here like like feelings. And there is a part of me that knows that sometimes the ghoul goes a little bit too far. You know, it's rare. It's rare that it happens, but it does happen. Did he just admit that? 
Okay, well, many, <laughs> many, many, many moons. <laughs> this episode will be erased immediately after broadcasting. <laughs> we'll stay up. It's not that bad. We're going to make it through. We do. Oh, you persevere. I'm more, more worried about the, the, the Google girl kicking my ass on that one than anything else. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Man, this is the one hand they listen to. Listen to any other episode you want. There's not this one. <laughs> you know, and it's it's one of those things where I like the fact that they kind of appreciated the fact that it's in its own universe where they have the Evil Bong soundtrack for sale at the, at the counter. And they have the and Evil Bong, you know. They have all the birds. Yeah, they have the evil, you know, jars. Well, just tell the little kids it's for the juice. <laughs> you know, the little kids put the juice in the evil bong. You know, I'm pushing merchandise. And it's like, oh, man, I remember when Tommy Chong was in this movie back in the day. <laughs> Maybe missed that first movie. Tommy Chong was so good in the first evil bong movie. He never came back to do another one. It was a one-off announcement. <laughs> Did they just like live in his trailer park or something? In the first one, he's not in a yeah. He's yeah, not in a Rob again, Zombie I, movie. I, I, I barely <laughs> no, no. I think he lived in a trailer. If I remember right, he lived in like a trailer, and they would cut to him every now and again. Uh, again, like I said, I, I never finished it, unfortunately. I, I got to go back. Like I said, I was gonna watch them all, and and finally, uh, yeah, finally, finally see it. <laughs> he, he's gonna buy the evil box set. <laughs> Yes. Well, in the first the rabbit shows up with Evil Bong, EB, and he gives it to Jimbo, played by Tommy Chong, and Tommy Chong smokes from it, and then he becomes king Spoiler. of the Evil Bong. So, yeah. Well, you'll watch it, you know, and you'll see. But, yeah, he never shows up again. After that, they're like, yeah, it's enough. <laughs> you know, even Tommy Chong was like, yeah, I'm good. I don't need to make another one. I had fun with this. Episode. But, uh, you know, it's, it's the whole thing of the only death we get is Redder Neck by Ooga Booga in the face, which I love because his friend Redder picks him up in his arms. He's like, oh, no, and has to run at the bowling alley with him in his arms. I'm like, that got a laugh at me. I was like, that's the only part where I started laughing. Because it's so great. Him picking up his friend and carrying him out of the bar with a spear hanging out of his eye. And then Ooga Booga disappears. He's like, I'm gone. Yep, <laughs> my work is done mm-hmm. here. <laughs> and then you things, have start heat, things start to heat up. Uh, things start to heat up in the bowling alley, and then Rabbit needs to start changing the mood. <laughs> yeah, because Rabbit wants to have that match between the two girls, you know, Vanity and Sarah. Like, who's going to be the girl that you go? With? They're going to roll, for that, and that's going to be the deciding factor. Oh, you know what, Ginger Dead Man? We kind of like you. So why don't you All roll right, my over there? <laughs> colleagues here very quickly. As I look at the clock, I need, to, uh, going. I need to. I need to. Come on, spit yeah. it out. Yes, yeah. yeah. you need, I need to, to, to jump to out of here. Uh, I need to jump out of here real quick. Um, uh, I have to take care of something very quickly. Uh, my pick for next week uh, is from 2006. It's available on Tubi. Uh, we're going to follow some office workers on the retreat into the woods, watching 2006 Severance. Fucker for me, Matt. <laughs> Severance. Okay, <laughs> 2006. Sue Oh, all okay. Right. Gotta go. Catch you all later. All right, man. Okay. All right, catch you. <laughs> Good.
Good night, Dean. All right, but like we were saying, uh, we got to do bowling for love, and we got to sit there and have the the weed blower <laughs> go around and spread its horny weed all over the bowling alley. And you know, can I take this home? No, nah, man. <laughs> you know, this is for home usage. Yeah, you, know, you use it here. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he could have gotten the threesome out of it. I was like, come on, man. That was missing. In this movie, like just have a three way. Again, I mean, you know, yeah. Rabbit had to had to get everybody high off of uh, the EB's, you know, special weed or whatever. This way, they can all get warped to to, to Bong World, so she can apparently draw off of their uh, their life force and energy. <laughs> Deep, dude. There's a lot of meaning behind that, man. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> but yeah, so that um, with Ginger Dead going, I can roll now? Awesome! And when he rolls, Evil Bong shows up saying, not that my shit. <laughs> and then just blasts them all from the Evil so Bong fast, world. Which motherfucker! <laughs> Evil Bong world sounds like the greatest fucking place you could ever be. You get weed, you get chicks, you get sex. Like, Why is that a punishment? That's because it's not real. I be. <laughs> no, it's real to them, man. That's why Rabbit was like, I got to retire because then my dick anymore. So I had to leave. I was like, that's your problem. <laughs> Rabbit got now, lower. Listen, man. Keep it up. Erectile, dif- erectile dysfunction is a very widespread and common thing for guys in their 40s, you know, and 50s and whatnot. So so we're not making fun of that. Poor rabbit, okay? He looks like he's 60-something, you know. He finally got his dream, and, and he couldn't freaking, you know, couldn't get it up, man. You know, I guess the only thing well, he couldn't make was the, uh, was the blue or red pill for him. Well, but once he's back in the alley, rabbit, rabbit wants to grab it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I would find it. I'm like, you know what? Maybe I can't fuck anymore, but I can still get high and I can still relax. So, you know, bomb world is where I'm at. But, you know, it doesn't have to be all about getting sex. You know, Rabbit obviously had, you know, a different purveyance of the world. I mean, he, I, I don't know. <laughs> Just him wanting those girls to get topless. I'm like, dude, take it easy. <laughs> don't look so eager. You know, it's part of the job, man. He also loves cleaning the uh, the front of the panel thing, too, you know? <laughs> Eagerly. Yeah, that was Evil Bong 20 from 2015. Uh, we know our pick for next week for the Dean who had to jump out real quick. Uh, Severance from 2016. So we'll be covering that next week. Um, uh, but what I wanted to say before we close out real quick, is that we are at episode 194 uh, of this reboot that we started four years ago. Um, 4-19-2017 was our reboot, rebrand of Talking Terror, and I cannot wait because we are five episodes away from 200 of this rebrand. And uh, I can't believe we're almost there, guys. It's amazing. You know, we're 200 episodes deep. Yeah, man, I, can't believe, I can't believe we're that close to 200. <laughs> we'll get there and 200 more after that, man. You know, we'll be good to go. Oh, we're to the next 200. So, uh, 
Monkey, why don't you go ahead and sign yourself off as we close tonight's episode? All right. This is the Mad Monkey saying thanks for listening to tonight's very high episode of Talking Terror and let me come in your ear. Good night, everybody. <laughs> Smoke weed every day. <laughs> so, go want to hit us with uh, whatever the closure. Uh, you know, at the end tonight. Uh, you know, smoke it, roll it, enjoy it. However it is that you take it, do it responsibly. Have fun, everybody. Stay scared. And as for me, your old pal, the King of Horror, Andy G, thank you so much for listening to this episode. Thank you so much for continuing your listening to the fun episodes that we have, and we look forward to having you back here next week with Joe Severance. Watch horror movies, keep America strong. Hail Satan, hail Odorous, hail yourself. Smoke weed every day. We love you. See you back here next week. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.